0: we're becoming more and more aware of how often we miss the point ourselves. And on occasion in these pages, you'll see how each of us thinks the other might be missing the point as well. And hopefully, you'll see us demonstrate a good-natured way of disagreeing, too. Every once in a while, muddling through life, we see things in a new, clear light. And we're surprised by the epiphany. Consider the case of Jason, a young college student who, during the time he was attending Brian's church, was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Soon after the diagnosis, he rented a room in Brian's big house, like a few other single guys, without mental disorders, did. Fast forward a few years, all the guys in Brian's house have moved out and got ten places of their own. "'One day Brian learns from a mutual friend that Jason is normal again. "'The two of them get together, "'and Brian immediately recognized that something was different. "'For starters, Jason called him Brian instead of Mr. McLaren, "'which for some reason he had called him since his illness had kicked in. "'Can you explain what I was like when I lived with you?' Jason asked Brian. I feel like I just woke up from a dream, and my whole past is like a fog. I'm trying to piece it together. During the few hours they were together, Brian felt like he was watching Awakenings, seeing a miracle before his eyes. But as in the movie, the miracle was short-lived, and Jason's schizophrenia gradually returned. It turned out that a new doctor had changed medications. And during the transition, when the effects of the old drug were waning and those of the new were increasing, Jason's brain chemistry returned to that fragile state we call normal. Sadly, the doctor has never been able to recapture that fragile balance. Like Jason, during that brief period of clarity, we may be in a rare moment of opportunity as a culture. The waning of modernity and the rise of postmodernity may give us a few days or weeks of unusual clarity. We begin to realize what a fog we've been in, how we may have been missing the point. In such lucid moments we might find ourselves in the calm eye of a hurricane, an interlude of clear skies and gentle winds, of clear thinking and improved vision. Where we can reassess our lives, reimagine our future direction. And with any luck, perhaps the pair of cultural influences, one waning and the other waxing, can somehow neutralize each other and somehow make our cultural awakening longer lived. But shame on you if you use this book to critique others, to point the finger and say, see how they're missing the point? If you do that, you're missing the point. This adventure is not about finding the splinter in someone else's eye, not about judging others for their poor vision. Or if you get defensive while reading this book, thinking, hey, I'm not missing the point. You authors are missing the point. I see everything perfectly clearly. If you think this, then you're missing more than the point. You're missing an opportunity to learn, to reflect, to grow. This adventure isn't about defending ourselves. What this adventure is about is facing our own blindness, our own insanities, our own foggy thinking and clouded judgment. It's about admitting that we haven't seen things clearly, and about wanting to think more clearly than we do. Like the fellow in this story. Then they came to Jericho. call him. So they called to the blind man. Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see.